Hello, everybody. Good evening and welcome to the latest edition of Beyond the Algorithm with my good friend, Steve Reich here, Rodeo. How are you doing this evening? I'm great, man. How are awesome. you? I'm doing fantastic. It's been quite of an interesting day running around trying to get uh, my car inspected and uh, realized that I had my tents are too dark. I had to figure that out. <laughs> I still haven't figured that out yet, but I'm sure I'll, I'll get that taken care of. And we have our guests here. Very excited. I want to talk to uh, this uh, content creator for a couple of weeks now. Um, been checking his content out for quite a while. And he posted a video that I was really, really interested in talking to him about. Gig Media with the Gig Geezer. How are you doing this evening, sir? I am. I'm doing all right, man. You have um, a great radio you. voice, man. Um, just letting you know, you know, you got you got the bass there. Um, it's the microphone. Link... It's the microphone. I promise. <laughs> Fair enough. His link to his channel will be in the pin comment in the chat. So, and also will be in the description below. Um, we'll be talking about all things the gig economy, obviously, and the fact that he has a cargo van. And I know that's something that you know Steve is interested in, and all you know, it's the next level of the you know the independent contractor ship uh ladder if that makes any sense and um also the latest video that you posted um gig uh about uh being a hustler i'm actually really interested in asking you about it because i have some questions about how how we talk about the apps and the, maybe we complain too much and some of the things that we deal with in, in the gig, right. gig economy so i'm definitely interested in, in talking about that with you as well but you know just just to jump off uh, tell us a little bit about yourself how you started with the gig economy and and obviously how you started on um youtube all right well um do you got my, got my video because um actually we don't have you on video we got your voice but we don't see you right no no i think he meant your vi his video queued up Oh, oh uh, no! I do not have the video queue. You want me to put it up there? Yeah, I mean, I'm. I like to think I'm not that ugly. At least the queen of my life doesn't <laughs> think so. Oh, maybe he is talking about the the video here. Yeah, yeah, yeah we don't. Yeah, we don't see. Oh, okay, video. maybe it's on. It's on it. me. Yeah. Oh, it's on think, me. It's on me. There you go. Yeah, right. yeah. Let yeah. me see if you can move right. you to the side there. Okay. If you could just move over a little bit, I, I don't know if it's left if or right. Could, yeah, go underneath yeah. the Keep M going. E. Uh, oh, oh, wait, oh, no, wrong God, way, no, wrong way. Other way. Other way. Other way. All right. Wait a minute. Yeah. There you uh, go. Am I, am I okay yeah. now? Close. If you, the ME behind you, or it's your green oh. screen, I guess, but a little yeah. more. No, a little actually, more. It's, a, it's a back, it's a black screen. All right. Oh, black that ain't better. Yeah. Uh, a little, if you just move a little bit. There right you go. There. Perfect. Oh, wait. Oh. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll get there yeah yeah there you go you got it there you go perfect perfect all right so i gotta move the microphone but i'm not in position now but can you also hear me yeah we can hear you perfectly that's what i was saying okay. perfect radio voice all right now i started in the gig economy in 2016 mm -hmm. and that was with uber and lyft and uh for the next year or so it was just just right here and my first um, diversions from rideshare was with uh, uh, Roadie, 2018, October 2018. Okay. And right after that, I got into Amazon Flex. And I was with Amazon Flex for about a year. But a few months later, I got on with uh, DoorDash and Postmates. And so we go about another year. And 2020 uh, added... Grubhub and Instacart. 
Okay. And later that year added, uh, what is it now? Waiter slash bite squad slash ASAP. And from that point, I've been adding a batting a bunch of apps. So I'm on at least active on at least 12 different apps. Gotcha. And where do you reside at? Uh, what's what's I'm your in, market? I'm in South Carolina. I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, you've, you know, you, you've been, to, you've been here before, uh, you know, at least me and you know, I, I know they use the term pandemic driver. I don't, I don't mind that it is what it is. I think, you know, that time changed a lot of people's trajectory in life. So I don't necessarily mind that at all, but so, but you've been here a little longer. I know Steve, obviously as well, things have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, is the change as, as drastic as um, many of the, called OGs have said it? Like, is it that oh, yeah. big of a difference Are you, between did you is it night me? and day? Did you doubt me when big I difference. told you all the time? Big <laughs> difference. Um, I'll just give you a good example, and I've shared this on my channel. Um, two of my largest rideshare fares, uh, one was for a buck 80 and another was for 220 mm-hmm. And the buck 80 one was in 2017. Um, that was in that airport to airport ride from uh, Columbia to Atlanta, um, that the fare was $240. I got $180. When I came in on on both Lyft and uh, Uber, I got 75% of the fare. Mm. Um, With Lyft, that that, uh, fare that I got paid got $220. That was a train station ride from Columbia down to Southeast Georgia, Brunswick, Georgia. And I got 75% of that, including a $20 tip on top. Uh, I would I, I would not even know what a driver would get for that type of affair. What I do know is that what's paid per mile is 25% less than what it was five years ago. So it's a, it's a significant difference. I want to, I want to ask, cause I've been doing rideshare since 2015. So and I remember you came story. in on, you came in on 80%. Yeah, or 85 actually in, Den- okay. in Denver market. Wow. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, I'm kind of where you are on that one. Like, I didn't, I, I was bartending, bartending at the time too. And I was making as much money any time of day as I would on a Friday, Saturday night bartending doing rideshare. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't even all the things we do now and breaking down how to er- determine your earn- earnings per hour, how much gas. I'll admit that back then I wasn't doing it because I was making so much money. It was just silly. Yeah, yeah. I heard stories of people basically making a grand in a weekend. I mean, yeah. I knew I knew of a Easy. driver. Who, I knew of a driver who would um, go to Charleston, get a hotel room on Friday. By the time she came back on Monday, she had at least a grand in a pocket. Um, I didn't get in for that. Um, I got in because I needed to make some extra money. I needed to make some money because my daughter was in her going into her second year of undergrad, and course um I, I think i've also shared that i've I, i'm a licensed insurance agent in fact i got my own agency got my own office nice. and um insurance agent money wasn't cutting it and so i needed something else and the irony is that at least for me with gig economy stuff it's it's flipped the money that the money where insurance money was like the driving the driving engine now it's gig economy money that's the driving engine for me Awesome. And the idea that the, the dry share used to be really, really plentiful in terms of at least the value of now that's went to the wayside. I know, you know, Steve doesn't do ride share at all. Right. Like, have you ever was the last time you actually... still I still keep it active just because I know how yeah. the platforms work. But since, since the pandemic, I mean, I just yeah, never I... went back because I have enough 
like like geezer was saying i have enough other apps and curry especially you know that but i mean like i have enough other apps regardless that i just i know the pay's gotten better um driven dads in my market we talk all the time and i know that him and lisa do both and you they even say you can get paid a little more but i'm fine about the safety and everything i think we're past all that but upfront fare none of it it doesn't matter enough i'm not i'm making more on other apps right and i just don't yeah. see going as much as i even liked it being a bartender being a writer there's something to that you get people in your car for a little bit shake it up yeah well for me rideshare was pretty much a it was easy for me um because while um as a poor college student probably before you were born hannibal i'm pretty sure that <laughs> um <laughs> so i actually hosted as and while you were, while you may have been playing with Transformers, <laughs> but um, but still, as a poor college student, I hosted as a cab driver. Yeah. And so there, and in fact, a lot of the early the early um, rideshare drivers were former cab drivers. In fact, there were guys who I've met from time to time were cab drivers. So we used to share old cab driver stories. And so uh, those instincts that I developed over thirty years ago kind of came back real fast. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And now, you know, fast forward to 2023 and the apps, like I said, the apps are changing. And, you know, the video that I, I was watching, I was like, I got to talk to uh, Geezer about this. The idea that, you know, you were looking to transition out of the apps like you you've collected the apps and realized you know, some were working, some weren't. And you decided you decided to um, get a cargo van. What was the thought process? Was it just a means to an end? Like, hey, this is not working. Let me go to the next level. Like, what was your thought process when you decided okay. to invest into right. purchasing a van? All right. Well, I am still doing all the DoorDash and the Grove Ups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but as I shared recently, um, I happened to be on a roadie or a point pickup at a Walmart. And to my left was this young guy in a smaller uh, cargo van. And we got to talking and I was really impressed by this kid. He's 26 years old. He's talking business um, stuff that admittedly, when I was 26, I wasn't thinking about. OK, me neither. Um, <laughs> <laughs> me neither. I'm yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, a credit is credit his parents for that. Yeah. Um, admittedly, I've tried to help my daughter get to that point and, and she's almost there now. But um, the fact is, he um, he was talking about. Um, Getting a dis having a dispatcher and his authority, which are terms that I'll I'll share with I'll explain, you know, as we go on in the conversation. Gotcha. But what caught my attention though, he's making more money than me. And I've and I've been I've been consistently making over six G's a month doing um gig account, you know, gig gig delivery work. And he's doing eight, and I'm like, hmm, maybe there's something there. And that was November of last year. Um and I got the I got the looking into it, and I'm thinking, well, well, maybe there's something there. Maybe this is the logical transition, because what I've been seeing with the DoorDash and all these other apps, I mean, the crazy stuff that's going on now. DoorDash, at least in my opinion, um, saying, well, you are an independent contractor, you can decline or accept any order that you want, but at the same time, DoorDash is turning around saying, well, you know what? If you really want to get paid, you need to accept at least. 50% of your orders. But if you really, really want to get paid, you got to accept at least 70%. So that goes against everything what I'm thinking about. And given with the hypersaturation, the term that I always use, same thing with rideshare, Steve, you, you can you can relate to that. Um, 
the hypersaturation of markets and just the the um, craziness with these apps, I'm thinking that maybe this is the next step for me. And so um, in December, I went to bank that I dealt with and I'm thinking, well, first of all, what I need to do is try to lighten the load off of my personal credit. So I applied for a business credit card, got approved on the spot, got a pretty good um, limit. And then I told him that um, I might be looking into a, a cargo van. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, we can we can look we can look into that for you. And later that week, when I start filling out the paperwork, I got approved just like that for for um, a commercial loan in my business name. And uh, from there, it was a search for a van. And I ended up driving to Georgia um, outside of the Atlanta area to uh, secure a cargo van. And so I've had the van now a month and a half. And it's become my workhorse instead of my F-150. Mm. Hey, and since, you know, Steve is looking for, like Steve is actually considering uh, purchasing a van. How much research did you put into it? Uh, or you or you just knew a little bit about cars? It seems like you probably know more about cars, definitely more than I do in terms of vehicles. Did you already well, yeah. have any of my idea of what you wanted, the size? Like, what was your thought process? Like, hey, I think I'm going to pursue this. You already can, knew what you wanted. Can we roll uh, back just a little first? Because I'd like sure. to know: did you did you ever rent one first? No, no. Did you even no, try it rent. Like for a monthly no, rental? No, or no, no, man. Why not? I mean, you just you just knew and you'd do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm the type of person that once I give enough thought to it, if I put enough energy into it, then that's that's what that's the route that I'm going to take. And so, the main thing for me was making sure that I had my ducks in a row to go. Go, to go do what I did. And that's what I shared on my channel about um, where you start off with creating your business name. Then also personally, you get your ducks in a row because when you start off trying with setting up a business account, a lot of it's going to be based on your personal credit. Yep. And then once you build up your, as what I'm doing now, once you build up your business profile, then you can make all your transactions strictly on your business, your business name. So um, hopefully I'm answering your question. Um, you're, you're you're answering the question, and then you're talking about brand and identity and everything. So kinda, <laughs> the well, question, that, and then some in my book. So yeah, yeah, I think. Um, and I've talked to another um operator van, a cargo van operator, and um Lindsay, I think a, a twenty four, I think yeah, side I, hustle twenty four seven, and his idea was, or at least his thought process was, before you start, you should possibly work for a company first to see if this makes sense. And I think it could be different levels or different paths. Like obviously you've already have obviously some level of business experience and more know-how and like even getting a business credit, you know, and doing that. But for like, let's say a 25 year old, right. With little to no business experience. Well, that would, would be the best way to do to get exactly. on as somebody's driver. Yeah. Uh, now, the thing that kind of complicates it for me is the fact that I've been I'm making what I've been making prior to getting the van. And so right. what I'm finding is that some of the things that are out there would be a pay cut for me. And mm -hmm. so it, so I have to look for the right situation. Right. Now so, you even have to be more picky. Right. Right. Because yeah, the van I mean, has a much more higher overhead and everything. But eh, not really. I mean, well, so I just I, mean, I, like, it's a bigger investment. It's not yes, what people yes. are running deliveries in i mean rideshare i always took pride in my car washed it every mm -hmm. night filled up the gas was ready for the next day mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but delivery 
I can think we all can agree that's not really the case. If it runs, you're using it. Right. Yeah. Well, for me, though, I thought that um, the van would put me in a position to, you know, hopefully y'all can see. Am I, is my lighting okay there? Okay. Yeah, you're good. Okay. I just got to make sure I'm in the picture again. All right. <laughs> um, well, for me, the van, I feel, is going to put has put me in a position to get some better um, gig opportunities. And I shared like a few weeks back, I, I got a $197 roadie in which I transported a, a heating and air unit, a commercial heating air unit up to High Point, North Carolina. High Point, for whatever it's worth, if you're familiar with uh, the coach, Tubby Smith, who was at Kentucky, that's where he's coaching now. Um, mm -hmm. And so, but had I not had the van, well, I could have done it with my F-150, but definitely with the van, I think that's what got me that roadie gig. Um, and then just last week, I had two um, dispatch opportunities that paid a total of $220 Yep. in which I, I transported a pallet up from Columbia to uh, Charlotte area. So the van is, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing some spot opportunities. Can, can I ask what the, what was the yeah. weight on the pallet? And cause I do a ton of curry. I do, I do dispatch mm -hmm. um, and right. I do a little VHO, but like I'm doing it in an SUV, but I do a ton out here. A ton. Right. Okay. Um, um, so I'm just kind of wondering, like, what the, because I always wonder what the price difference is if I move to the car. Luckily, I know people at Curry. And so I've asked and I kind of know. But mm -hmm. I'm wondering, like, what you saw as a difference for pay and what the payload was. Well, that heating and air unit was 433 pounds. I happened to yeah. look at the invoice. Um, the the uh, dispatch uh, opportunities. Uh, they were, they were, they were, they were, I mean, maybe a hundred pounds, maybe a hundred pounds for one Going of them, the other. How far again? Uh, well, from Columbia to Charlotte. So that's an hour and a half drive. And then yeah. while I was, uh, and then I happened as I was en route to Charlotte, I got, I got one, um, stacked on and that was from Rock Hill to, uh, Matthew. So that's outside of Charlotte. So that was another 35 miles. Okay. But the to Charlotte, like about 90 miles. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then coming right. back, so about one eighty. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It. So I'm, I'm thinking it like you know, kind of going through the idea of when you get this cargo van that you're able to earn more because you're able to put more into this vehicle to move it to one place to another. So the apps that you use, like you said, you still use all of them. Um, mm -hmm. But what the apps really took it to the next level when you um, when you got the cargo van? I know it was like dispatch. I'm sure there's others. I'm not sure if you use Curry, but what are the apps that we currently we all have? But when you have that cargo van, you're able to unlock more opportunities. Well, right now it's dispatch and roadie. Mm -hmm. uh, see, my market, Columbia, you don't you're, you don't have all those like freight and Beho and Curry. They're not in, okay. they're not in, they're not in my market. Okay. So that's another reason why I'm still doing the gig food delivery stuff, because you, not you said all those Colum things. You are... said Columbia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just okay. want to check. I just want to check why Curry's not. I'm shocked. They're not there, man. <laughs> I know. I believe you. I'm just. I'm shocked. So, um, it's, it's South first... Carolina. For all so, I know, <laughs> hopefully they get there. I mean, that's one of the apps I still use currently. And you know, I'm in New York City. That you know. Curry pays really well uh, and like deliver that. Like that's the, those are the, the apps that kind of keep me going, but I've seen that you have a few apps and you even have the app that um Steve, I'm not sure you're familiar with this, but UDM, he, yeah, he posted it yesterday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I saw it. Yeah. It, was, it was supposed to, it was a secret app. 
It was a yeah. secret app for and he gives probably ninety five percent, like three seconds too. Yeah, yeah but then it, like <laughs> anyone who actually, I guess, the real G's, the real hustlers out here, already knew the app. Uh, Ge- Geezer had a video about this well, a month ago about delivered. Um, but oh, delivered. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the app that everyone wanted to know when, because uh, UDM was like, "Go find it yourself. Like, put some effort." He kind of told you, like, it, you can find it if you put some effort into it. Um, cool. um, but you know, catering apps like Deliver that those those sustain me um, when I'm out here uh, doing when I'm doing some of the courier stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But for you having the the cargo van, what are the challenges? Is it just the pay in terms of the maintenance, upkeep, um, all the stuff that you are you have to deal with in terms of the. Oh, are you showing me? <laughs> that's downtown Columbia right there. The scene. I know. Yeah, that's it's Curry. Curry is is live in downtown Columbia. They oh. are now. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jump that. on in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. And the waiting list. I'm pretty. I'm pretty, is, I, I'm pretty yeah, close with the team. Oh yeah, yeah. What it is is that they're at least for me. What they're saying is that thanks for signing up. We're paving the way for your area act by actively sourcing. You're on the delivery. waiting list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though it yeah. words it like we're not there yet, you're on the waiting list. Right. Mm-hmm. They are there. Yeah. You're on a waiting list. But mm-hmm. if you're with a cargo van, I don't know if when you registered, you didn't have the cargo van. Um, Probably not. Um, I, because yeah, I you might want to add the cargo van because you will jump right in front of the line. Well, I'm not able to get in there. I guess I have to contact them. Or start a new account. No, I've got my trans. I got my van in there in my profile. I do. Yeah, you can always add a vehicle if you add. Oh, you do. Okay, but you mm-hmm. might want to email drivers at curry.com. I mean, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna ask Alice because she's taken quite a few people with SUVs off the list. So, um, she always tells me if you know somebody with a cargo van, we'll just move them right off. Okay, I'll do so that. Just... <laughs> now, I've yeah, checked, I mean... actually, I've checked out y'all. Um, one of your broadcast. Um, one of I'm talking like a newspaper reporter still. Okay, one of your live streams. And um, that's how I actually sign, um, signed on with Curry. Okay, to nice. your live stream. Yes. Yeah, it, I do feel bad because a lot of people are still waiting on a you know, waiting list. And, you know, and I know they look at uh, Steve's uh, hot shot runs and all these, you know, making some good, <laughs> good amount of money with just a SUV. So, like, Steve, I don't know. I I'm bust my tail. Should... I bust my tail with Curry, though, guys. I bust my tail on all the apps at work, but I Curry's a, like an earn respect type thing. You know, you don't have a star rating. You're not going to be deactivated. Just get the work done. If you take right. something and you don't show up, you might just be done right there. Yeah. You know, if you if you take something and don't, because you got to remember, Hannibal, we've talked about this that, and all of these apps are this way, but Curry especially, that's something that is being paid 10 times what it's probably should be paid because it's needed right now somewhere. So therefore they're allowed to pass that earnings along with the driver. Yeah. I agree. And they just don't want to see you take something and not show up, especially like at night. Now this never was the case. And now we're in January. I see more like right about now I can go into the app. I'll probably have like 10, 15 scheduled options right now for pickup in the morning. To answer your cool. question, Hannibal, you're asking about up, um, at least costs right now. Really, yeah. my costs have been, you know what my costs have been, man? All the shit to get started. And I'll give you an example of that just today. All right, I finally got my re- license plate and registration. That was $1,220, okay? Mm. That's the type of expense that I'm talking about. So when you hear people talking about you can get started for 300 less for $300, 
that's not yeah, even no, a no. fraction that's, of the that's story. Click, that's clickbait. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Sorry, other if there's cost, any clickbaiters in here, but that's clickbait. <laughs> the other costs are like uh, I I did get my authority. I did. Uh, I do have the U.S. DOT number that you see on the side of the trucks, and then gotcha. you can see the other number, the MC number. That's your authority. Um, that's three hundred dollars for each authority that you get, and then there's the other compliances. <laughs> There's like this driver profile. There's $199 for each driver. There's a UCR number, a, a unified carrier registered number. There's a bunch of things that you have to get done. And you also deal with when you when you do set up that profile, then all of a sudden you get bombarded with a bunch of people asking about, hey, do you need somebody to help you with your insurance and all that stuff? Well, me being an insurance agent, I got that covered. Um, right. So that's a big um, part to get covered too. <laughs> yeah, the insurance is a big thing, especially um, now. You hear it, it depends on which way you want to go. So I got the I got the million dollar coverage with the hundred thousand dollar cargo coverage, and fortunately, I'm in a position right now where I can kind of withstand that. But I still need to make more money so that I can be in a position where it won't be uncomfortable. Gotcha. But you're yeah. a business now too, so you can start independently contracting. Like, forget these apps. I could, but I don't know enough. Well, I don't. I don't know enough. I'm. I've not been in it long enough, and so right. if I'm going to do something, I'd rather do it right and not do it at all. It I just mean it, it. It's could be in your future soon. Then, if not now, yeah, like yeah. because you now have the tools. I can mm -hmm. tell. I was and I was watching one of your videos where you said that uh, you were a newspaper reporter. I do a show with these radio guys on Friday who are in their 60s, been doing it forever. And uh -huh. uh, I write some articles too. So I found it funny because we're like two or three in Hannibal too. We're three of the only people writing. <laughs> well, so. you know, it, uh, it's, it, I use, I mean, writing is more of my experiences and, you know, at least with the gig work and, you know, what works for me, what doesn't. And I, you know, I do appreciate, you know, gig geezers, just even the idea of not saying I know everything, because I think it's a lot of a lot of people kind of just jump in with, you know, I, I can figure it out. I know. But I guess that's a healthy way of looking at it. Like, hey, I don't know what's everything. I'm going to eventually get there. Um, I know from that video I watched for your first month um, with the van that oh. you're making a certain amount of money a day, but you, you, your goal is not set yet. And it seems like the, the challenges is, like you were saying, the authority, applying for authority and setting up contracts. That If you do that, yeah. you increase your income. Um, right. and I guess you're still trying to figure out how to get that. But explain to us, why do, if you do decide, if any of us decide to get a cargo van, why having authority and setting those contracts, why that is so important? Well, when you have your authority, you then have the, the right to transport um, property across state lines. So when you have that, when you go, for example, from Columbia to, to Georgia or North Carolina or Florida or Tennessee or, or Virginia, you can do that with no problem, especially mm -hmm. if you get on with your logistics places, depending on who you're dealing with, because some places don't want you to have your authority or places want you to have your authority. And so you're in a position to do that, to do that type of business. Yeah. And how's it been? How that experience been? Have you were able? I, I guess you're still new at it. Is mm -hmm. it something that's getting a little easier to kind of navigate, or is it still? Because uh, I'm wondering um, too the, the the negotiating and talking to different kinds of people. Has it been positive experiences? Are you dealing with any shadiness? Like how how's that experience been? I think it's been a little bit of both. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of what you're doing is when you're trying to get these contracts, when you're trying to get on with places or partner with places, it's almost like a job. 
And it seemed like the places that that look like they're going to pay, those are the people you can't get in contact with or they don't get in contact with you. But the places that don't pay, they're quick to get back in contact. <laughs> and that's been the situation for me. There's a local courier place and the guy tells me, oh, yeah, man, we're looking for somebody. Yeah, you look, you sound just like the type of person we're looking for. You got your van, you got your da 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 da. And then, uh, well, we may need it's on an it's on an on call basis and we pay a dollar per mile. Well, damn, man, that sounds just like a Uber Lyft now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why take a pay cut? Yeah. Uh, I'd rather I'd rather continue dealing with, uh, you know, Instacart, DoorDash and all that where I know I got money coming in than to take a chance on something like that. And uh, I may get paid. I may not get paid. You know, um, or, um, you know, I get paid, but then I'm in the midst of doing this and I'm like, you're a damn fool for doing this. Yeah, I can imagine just dealing with, you know, you just don't like you said, you, you're you still navigating your market and understanding or still trying to get the right relationships. It seems like that's right. a very important thing for the cargo van um, courier business. And you have a business, but you need to find trustworthy people. And unfortunately, we have a world where not everyone is trustworthy and they try to take advantage. So I can imagine that could be probably one of the biggest challenges of. Uh, when you're investing in with your with this right. with this vehicle you have the other thing is that depending on where you're looking some well, they'll say that they want cargo van but then they'll turn around and say well we really don't have a need for it we're looking for folk who have box trucks mm, or yeah. actual flatbeds and things mm. like that and then um a lot of what i've been noticing with the um load boards um a lot of the load boards aren't really catered really for cargo vans and so therefore you've got to get your relationship with the logistics place, which would be like being uh, an independent contractor. Imagine you, you you get on with a logistics place, so it'd be like you're on with DoorDash. You get on with another one, now you're with Grubhub or Uber Eats. You're not, you're not specifically encumbered to that one place, but it's an option that you've got now. But the thing yeah. is, you gotta find one where they really want you or they've got opportunities for you. Gotcha, Steve, you about to say something? No, I actually texted Alice and she already texted me back that if he's in Colombia to get them in touch because mm. you should be on with the cargo van. Nice. So Look at that. Now you're that's, on that's Curry. The Curry. That's the Curry marketing <laughs> and growth team. So, yeah, yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty good. They're they're, they're solid folks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it does seem like it's a bit of a challenge, but. It is. But how are you feeling? It seems like you're taking it in stride. You don't seem, it seems like, hey, I, I'm, I, do, have you regret your decision? I guess that's the no, question. No, I have not regret my decision, but I will say this just, I mean, as with any big purchase, I mean, I kind of felt like somebody had just slapped me upside the head. And my ears are still ringing. And I was a little woozy when I, when I, when they, when they handed me the keys to this van. I'm like, oh shit, I've got this van now. I got to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I think I've made the right decision so far. I, I do believe I made the right decision. I mean, there are things that are, there have been individual events to suggest that, yes, I've made the right decision. In fact, my first day where I put the van in service, which is the next day, I had big catering opportunity. And that day I made over four hundred dollars. Yeah. Good start. And a lot of and, and that and a lot of that had to do with me having the cargo van. Now, I could have done it in the F-150. But it was something about that cargo van when I showed up at somebody's house with this um, $800 catering order and they tipped me another 50 on top of what they had already paid. So 
I think, you know, there's there's a certain amount of credibility you have, even with certain things that you do. I mean, so, are you thinking that came from the service you provided or because, mm -hmm. wow, he he came and but also he came so organized in a truck like this isn't your normal Uber Eats driver with things shoved in the back. <laughs> right. And, are, you, are you struggling to carry his own stuff? Right. Just kind of like, that. wow, he didn't no. mess anything up and look at the car and look at his van or. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not one for appearance or anything like that. I've never been one for that. But I think, though, if you do certain things the right way, it will it will it will take care of you. And maybe that's what happened for that particular opportunity. And as I've mentioned, there's been some other opportunities that have come, some other individual opportunities that have come because of me having the cargo van. Now, it would be nice when I get those, you know, that one or two opportunity that now takes me from making. Well, I, it's fair to say about fourteen hundred a week, taking me up to making two G's, twenty two right. fifty a week. That's where I want to be. Yeah, that's that's the big that's the that's the game changer right there. Have you noticed? And I've I've looked at a few um, videos with either cargo van or even trucking or even mm -hmm. like the box trucks, where they the common complaint is with the load boards that it's it feels like a race to the bottom. It kind of feels yes. like a trip radar yes. situation yes. for Uber, where they the company the dispatchers are going to try to lowball and see if anyone's going to pick this up because of people are being desperate. And they just want to grab something. Have you experienced that? Where it's like, I'm, there's no way I should take this. <laughs> no, I've looked at those load boards and all. Just looked at them, okay? And I'm like, there's some thirsty motherfuckers out there. <laughs> it's that simple. We're just, and, I mean, and, things are desperate right now. I, you know, but yeah, it, you look it, at it, it and say, yeah, that shouldn't. You shouldn't take that. But people are desperate right now. Well, well, we could have said that, and Steve could agree with this. We probably you would have said that five years ago, if mm -hmm. if a person. All right. Back then you had your um, your multipliers, your your um, surge multipliers. OK. And uh, everybody in their 90th relative is out there and the surge multipliers, too. I'm waiting on four, five and six. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I used to have a strategy even in the winter because I live in Denver, but I've snowboarded for 31 years. So I'd go up and I'd ride till like 2 p.m. Then I'd go to Breckenridge and I would just about four o'clock just sit on Main Street. And you would go up million dollar drive one way or another. Um, and you would bring people to dinner and take them home from dinner. And the multiplier got up to 10, 13, 14. Mm. Yeah. So that's, a, that's a, when the money a three mile spent. ride could be 110 bucks. Mm -hmm. And they paid it too. And then they'd tip too. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, so back these, then, these were was... the people, but these are the Breckenridge always. I mean, if it still had the multiplier, Breckenridge and Vale and those kind of places mm. draw people with a lot of money. So, of course, back then you didn't have the tip on the app, but they would give you the cash. No, they give me cash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you had your square even once the tip was on the app, uh -huh. I still didn't get any, but I did come because I bartended for enough years that people always tried to play me and say, I can tip you through the app, right? And I, I learned a trick. I said, I said, yeah, hey, can you show me how you do that? Because I have people ask me all the time. <laughs> and I Send caught a lot up. of people, man. <laughs> I got a lot of people to give me tips. And I know they could have pulled it back, but they didn't. I felt like they got caught. They knew it. They were like, oh. Yeah, the thing is, though, when I was driving, you could tell when somebody was going to tip you. Um, just, yeah. just, And then you could be pleasantly surprised, too. But um uh, at least for me, though, when I, as I mentioned, my cab driving experience, I thought, though, that I didn't have to act like an entertainer or anything like that. But if I just if I just had um, a competent, cogent conversation with folk. Oh, 
I would hope that they can appreciate somebody who at least was about their business, but also had some concern for them and could relate to them in certain conversation topics. Yeah. Yeah. Just being professional, right? Like that yeah. just, just, you just play, how you, you, you have to, I mean, you do it bartending at all service industry. You play your audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not, you're not faking it. You're still being used, still being cool. You're just you kind of sure? trying to see what interests you're, well, you're reading what, <laughs> what they like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can, you know, if somebody likes this political side, yeah, that might not be a good one to jump. <laughs> well, in yeah, like, that, I'll just give I had a conversation on this side. <laughs> I had a couple of those. I had a couple of those scenarios there, and you know, if you would have saw, if you would have saw the hair standing on my neck and all that, yeah, my fro getting out of out of rack, yeah. Um, but I managed to grit and bear them long enough to where they got out my my uh, vehicle. So you have to deal with them again. No, no. The the policy for Uber and Lyft, you're not allowed to talk about that, right? You're not allowed to talk about politics. I I think I've heard it. No, is that a policy? Actually, I don't know that to be true. Actually, let me. I I could have swore there was some policy, like certain things you're not supposed to talk to your masters about. You're not supposed to. I mean, we have to take the, you know, unlike other apps, you have to take their, like, even me keeping up my thing. I've had to do recent rain videos. Yes, I, yeah, I don't definitely. know why just those, you know, it's like there are other things that if you're going to start showing these and because everybody thinks there's no training videos, there is when they want one to be there. The, tra- mm-hmm. the rain videos are about, you know, not sexually harassing your your passengers. Yeah. And you have to watch I mean, they're, they're dumb. You don't have to watch them. You can turn them on and walk into your kitchen and come back and hit the next one. But it does make you cycle through them. Right. Yeah, uh, I'll take that back. I clearly heard it wrongly somehow. Um, I didn't. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't get a chance to really say hi to everyone in chat. Appreciate you guys for coming through. Um, you know, if you haven't checked out Geezer's content, his uh link is in the pinned on the on the chat. Check him out. Um, really analytical and breaking down a lot of the things. Um, even talking about DoorDash. I know that's the big. If you want, you know, you want to get recognized on YouTube, you got to talk about DoorDash a little bit. So, and you know, I know uh, what you like to preach about. You know, acceptance rate does not matter at yes. all look what i'm that's, doing here that's Pedro, right. you boob you know i mean I'm yeah. sure he's over it's yeah, all love billy, it's all love billy do <laughs> abomination city um dickhead yeah right them, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's the one i watched was the one you did on bentley after pedro did something <laughs> where you were talking about being a writer though and i was like oh okay yeah, yeah it, it's it, right. i still feel like it's it, it's a little bit of everything everybody has their own perspective and it's all good you know it's all love for it's only when people get a little bit uh crazy w- with how they present their arguments but at the same time like you're saying hey listen my what, like, what is your acceptance rate on doordash if you know right now as of today i think it's eight percent eight percent but you can still get the kind of orders that I you had, can get right? i had I had two orders today. They totaled fifty-two dollars and five cent. What does that tell you? <laughs> it doesn't okay. matter. Okay, so at least you, for you, you know, right? you know, I don't even do it, but I've, you know, I've done a, three different days for para testing, right? Animal. Yeah, for science. Okay, yes, for science. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm doing it directly with the team, guys. I'm not just saying I'm plugging into para because the DD is still down, but I've been with para since the beginning. But so five or three days, five, just five hours and change. I'm at four percent acceptance rate. <laughs> all right, that's what I'm talking about. I, I would like to get back down to zero. First of all, I hated DoorDash when I deleted it 11 months ago. I just put it back on to help with some testing with the para team. Mm-hmm. And mm, wow, yeah. what I'm seeing is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like even worse than when I deleted it because it was ridiculous. 
Well, my 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 contention with, um, for example, um, Abomination City Dickhead is the fact that he's basically telling everybody this Pepsi Doodle bullshit about how those of us who uh, maintain low acceptance rate were bad people, were bad drivers, and we're going to hell and all that. And um, he's saying that he, he's giving people this, he's giving folk this this wrong perspective of things. Okay, and then we don't know what he's doing all along anyway. He's showing these individual orders, but he's got to accept a bunch of other orders in the process to maintain that acceptance rate. So he's not giving a full picture. Right. right. Uh, maybe that's just me being the analytical person though. But he's not giving a full picture. Okay, and he's saying, you know. Uh, he, he 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 did close his Discord. Was it this week or Friday? Which I'm really glad about because we've talked about that before. I was not a fan of the fact he was charging a monthly fee. I'm not a fan of how high it was. Hmm. Um, obviously, well, I look into everything, and so I know what. Was I going don't have on. much to say for a person when you're living out of your vehicle and your next um, your next piss and shit is at um, uh, Planet Fitness. It's, how, it's a different. You can't, you can't yeah. tell me anything. Okay, I hear you. you can't tell me nothing. In terms of the, I guess in terms of what the earn by time represents, and I guess you like you guys been there so you guys been there longer than we have. To the idea of even presenting this program is is insulting. I'm assuming that's the way I feel the energy is like this shouldn't even be something. Being a true independent contract, this should be something we should not all even take. But there there are those who are taking them and they're saying they're yeah. doing they're it working it's working I, you know i can't i can't i can't knock that person at the same time <laughs> though but i mean i go back to the independent contractor argument i mean basically and let me let me go back this way i worked at, i also worked at a car lot worked as a car salesperson for two years the very first lot that i started out at um they they asked me well, how much you like to make a, a year or a month and all that they say, yeah, you could do that. And and since you're brand new off the street, you just you just come from being a newspaper reporter here. We will start you at um, salary plus commission. So our, so when you work, so when you do earn by time, you're not going to make the same money as if you're doing per order. So it didn't take long for me to go strictly commission. OK, and so um, that's the same thing, at least at least from my experience. That's what earn my time is. You're not really being that true independent contractor in business for yourself. You're basically taking on a hybrid employee um, pay mode. Right. And in order to stay on earn my time, you got to accept damn near every order. That's the yeah. other thing. Yeah. Um, I don't have that in my um, uh, neighbor or uh, in my market, but there is obviously you and then you agree to it so it's like they say this is what you have you, you wait i think you only could decline one or two one per hour, per hour. Or something. one this this is this is the game here to let you know you want to do this you know like just i'm just thinking about uh megan um last video about the contract that doordash uh, presented to her and mm -hmm. how one-sided it was and it, it kind of i actually would do a little bit more research on how some of these contracts are even presented because I mean, we've heard for years of how, how the music industry, it's, it's well, like you, it's totally taking advantage of the artists. It seems like it's just the same for um, well, and anyone, Megan's creator. Case, in Megan's case, but I think Steve can remember this. Remember uh, uh, Wally Amos, famous Amos mm -hmm. cookies? Yeah, well, of course. Because of the contract that he got into, 
and the financial hardship he got in, he, he could not even use his former likeness. He had to get rid of his beard and his and his uh, uh, banana hats and all. So that's what came to mind when when I saw Megan's video. They were talking about her likeness and all those things. They it's pretty like much biological information. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't read a lot of you contracts. Know, bottom line is when you, you know, it's one thing when you're working these apps, but if you start doing sponsorships, and I've done a few with some companies, you better, you got to watch who you get into bed with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you be signing, because, you be signing away your life. <laughs> yeah, especially if you do some, I've done a couple exclusive. I've been lucky. I did an exclusive for six months with Curry. It was the first exclusive I ever did, and it was a great experience. However, that could have gone, if it was a bad company, could have it could have oh, been tripped. If you guys right. remember the rideshare trip that was literally a pyramid and it was a pyramid scheme could have been a trip and i was stuck into that for six months you know it makes me wonder it makes me wonder about bentley dupe if he signed his life away because um i, I he's he, he i'll just leave it at that I, I think he's got that he's got something close to it if it not is close to it what he's got with them i yeah probably i mean, I mean there were lines him. being crossed by a lot of people but i do find it odd that the timing of megan trader a couple other people i know like creator wise i mean i know you mentioned one from amazon flex that we don't even need to go into but just the doordash ones happened right after bentley came around the lounge no, and pedro's I, I, and I, I, i'm just saying do, man i'm not saying he did anything you tying it together or turned them in oh <laughs> or that they were watching something they did and they were like wait a minute and they watched another channel because some people say they're watching us all the time i don't believe that to be true however i do believe that they try and keep up with some of the content being put out they'd be stupid not to i think well so. for them to for them to try to lower the boom on people of course me being a media person that's censorship right and I, and and that's i mean but i guess my point is is like is it though because i mean it is but like does anybody notice or care you know, are there any customers that know about that know about Megan Risman? No, ninety nine point nine percent people could care less. Ninety nine point nine percent or don't even know. Yeah, it goes both ways. I mean, I, I wonder. That's what I'm saying. Customer wise, I wonder how many of them even know about creators' channels being taken down. None. No, no, it's not. Uh, you know, we have we all have our things to worry about. That's probably yeah. not something they're worried about right now. And. And, and and seeing the earned by time and some other programs, like I said, it works for others. For the most part, for the most, it doesn't. Like I said, the hypersaturation, a lot of these things are going on that I don't know. I I'm working on a video and I'm 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 breaking down at least my opinion that this these services that we provide is no longer a luxury service. We we see I see that all the time on I used to say it. It's a luxury service. You should pay more. You should pay more. But I don't think it's a luxury service anymore. It, it's the company's fault, but it's also the customer's fault. I guess it's all our fault where they're making the 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 the, the service, which we should be paying top dollar for and should be tipping for, but they made it so cheap. And they're giving it, they, you know, every email I'm getting, you get a free month of this and a free month of that. Um, Uber, you get free Uber One. You get a free month of Dash Pass. Oh, here's twenty dollars if you pay. You know, you get a twenty dollar discount if you spend over this much money. Where's the money coming from? Who's you know? Like, it's not coming to the drivers. The customers are paying for the fees. It's it just don't seem like it's a luxury. Um, but it but it is one. because going out to a restaurant, you could make you could make food at home much cheaper. Yeah, you're gonna have to tip. Go um, ordering pizza. 
you're gonna have you could get a five ten dollar oh, pizza boy. frozen my, at home sorry about this guys my yeah. daughter's in on this now <laughs> oh <laughs> yes yeah. Yeah, it's always supporting dad that's how it works that's how it works well, welcome from coming through I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm, I guess I'm not saying that you, you don't you deserve to pay for, top dollar. You tip dollar. for anything, even if like it's an item you could do for yourself. If it's and I'm not even I'm yourself, not even saying that. I'm just saying yeah, that how low the, they take the price. The companies and the yes. technology of of they have driven it into the ground, where we have two main drivers, and many of them shouldn't be on the platform because they don't provide the kind of service that you and you know gig geezer put together. It, it it it's it's a situation. It's I guess the business model that that kind of drove yeah, it into ground. I think that's that's really what it's all about. It's the business model, and we keep wondering how sustainable can it be? Exactly. But then again, think of this. Um, you know, DoorDash is a, what a nine billion dollar company, but yet they're claiming that they're not making any money. I credit their accountants. <laughs> I credit their accountants because yeah, the they're criminals. doing a good job. They're doing a good job at limiting their tax liability. Yeah, yeah, I definitely heard that uh, that that approach. And so when you say like, oh, Uber or there's like they're just moving the they're moving the books enough to to keep it going. But you know, at what but point? They're, but they're also ahead. doing what what Uber and Lyft did back in 2015, 16, 17. Hannibal, well, like they're. Uh, they're real and especially post pandemic. I mean, we can say what we want and a lot of people are still stuck into habits, but there's not as much delivery out there. Yeah. Like customers. So these companies are having to thrash each other to see who can put who out of business. I mean, look it, at Lyft. Lyft is worth less yeah. than five billion dollars now. So it will go under before Uber. The, the competition is like who how can we make this cheaper? How can we yeah, get yeah. we get it so cheap? Hey, let's invite EB uh Pedro's talking about this. EBT Snap customers, where yeah, probably they, they probably yeah. shouldn't do it. Obviously, you know, like financial situations, constraints. But um, there's billboards in my neighborhood in Brooklyn where it's like Amazon, apply for Amazon uh, Prime, EBT Snap, you, you're good to go. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Where's the money coming from to pay us to deliver the food to people who are, you know, lower income and how the wealth, the wealth gap is, is basically widening. There is no middle class, so the middle class is smaller now. Where the money's coming that give us the money that we deserve to do this work? And I just, I think they just stomped all over this. This, um, I mean, well, look, at, this, look at their value. It ain't coming to us. Mm-hmm. It ain't coming to us. It's, no. going, it's going to the shareholders and to um, who, the fat cats. Yeah, yeah, and, th- and those who didn't get to cash out because there's contracts that had you locked up for a year or two years after they IPO'd. Some of those people who have even surpassed the contract can't cash out, so that's where I agree fully with with Geezer here that they're giving they're they're paying them something almost like interest or something like one day right. we'll get you out of this man but yeah hold on throwing money at the problem until we do mm-hmm. yeah so going back to the cargo van um geek Geezer it, if someone came to you or they went your your comment section and said hey, what's your advice for me? I'm considering doing it. What should they even consider? Should you, would you can, I don't know if you would encourage it, but like someone came to you and and you noticed that, hey, I'm really interested in doing this. What advice would you give them? Well, what everybody says, like do your homework, look into it um, for yourself to see if this is something that will work for you. Um, At the same time, do set yourself up from a business standpoint, at least have your paperwork together. Just don't jump in. 
But I think the main thing is really just doing your homework to the point where you can at least sustain yourself on a monthly basis. I mean, I don't think it used to be when you got into business, you try to have at least three months war chest money. Um, but I mean, who's got eighteen, twenty thousand dollars lying around? Right. So what you want to do is at least is be in a position to make um, where you if you get the van, put it in, you know, put it to use and have means of making money. So if you're already active on the DoorDash, Grubhub's, U-Breeds, you can use the van instead as opposed to your other vehicle. That right. that's just you know that's just what I'm doing now. You mentioned my main maintenance. Well, hell, I just last week I changed change, had my I did my first oil change on on that van. Okay. Now part of my part of my selecting the van that I got is because well I've been a Ford person, and when I found out about the engine being one like the Taurus. And I've had four different, I've had four Tauruses, including one in my my uh, my driveway. I already knew the dependability of that engine, so that helped that helped me in my decision. But um, ho again, hopefully, I'm answering the question. Hopefully, I'm no, the definitely, question. definitely. And kind of going yeah. and kind of going back to the last video you put out about being a hustler and mm -hmm. under, like live, kind of figuring out how to thrive in the and also in, the, in life but also in the game economy since we we're talking about it and and you know being being able to you know the, it's, a, it's a mindset right the mindset of a self-employed person like yeah focusing you know on the income earned rather than necessarily about all of the expenses just the idea of what is it and also you know Hustler, the term could be has some negative, positive, you know, right. positive, that's also not, negative that's not, connotation. That's discussed, yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, like break that down, man. Because like, I, I thought that was pretty. I thought that was a pretty cool video. Because you, because right now a lot of us, I'll say, be honest, we complain a whole lot. We doing right. a lot of complaining. And, and I've been accused of complaining, but I have. If you really look at my stuff, I'm not complaining. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about what I'm doing, and yeah. how you can do it as well. Right. Um, but. All right, but, uh, uh, go ahead on. I'm gonna let but you, you go. You ahead know, on. just going going by um, some of the more of the video, like you know, like the hustler is just a you know a person who's resourceful and has initiative and drive. You know, they're determined. There's a focus level there. Right. I'm sure you talk to a lot of people in the economy. Obviously, in terms of gig economy, and you 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 check the you have your channels. You see the comments and you see everything's going on. Do you think most of us have that hustler mindset? Do you think a lot of us? Or prepared to do this full time if you know need be, or like, do you think people should consider going back to W two? Is what I guess the question I'm yes. asking. Yes. <laughs> Why so? <laughs> There's a lot of folk who think they're doing it and they're not. Yeah. They're just fooling themselves. Okay. If you really, I mean, like they say, game recognizes game. Um, I I'd like to think that I can recognize game because I've done it for so long. I mean, I may not come across with that personality. But those who know me, like my daughter, can tell you, I'll hustle you, man. I'll beat you. I mean, <laughs> I'll give you a good example. My daughter, um, we used to play online poker, okay? And I did. I, I was a break-even poker player, and I'd have her, I'd help her beat people. She was nine years old beating people playing <laughs> poker. When she gets stuck in a hand situation, she called me over to get bail her out, though. But <laughs> I know I'm telling on her. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I'm just that – I've just been that type of person. Right. Um but but also geezer i feel like you and i i think you already said it so i don't think i'm reaching here but you've had a salary position with commission you yes. realized what the better I, I had a salary position with a laser production company for three years i still work for him today it was in the late 90s 
-hmm. However, I realized this is no good as salary because hours go out the window. Even being in country went out the window. I have no control of my schedule anymore. Now I mm -hmm. pick and choose the gigs that right. I work. I think that a lot of people haven't had those type experiences. Maybe a W-2 before the gig economy, but even a lot of people just even jump right in without the W-2. Well, I think you and I have experienced a lot of other things and how right. bad it can be in other ways, like salary. Even if the salary looks big, guys, talk to some people there. Make sure that they're not going to work you 100 hours a week. That's right. Now, here's the thing, too. Now, um, I learned kind of not so, not so much as like with Carlot. I learned about um, like being in business for yourself with the insurance agent thing. That was really my first true test at discipline and setting some type of goal and framework because, I mean, my first two years on my own, it, it, it was two and a half years before I really start making any money as an insurance agent. So that was a long time going broke. OK, and um, uh, there are days when you're out there and you're like, the hell am I doing, man? I mean, when you start what, looking what around, kept, what like, kept what you going? Doing? Like, what kept you for saying, like, I quit. I'm gonna do something else. Like, why did you continue to to try it out? I mean, I'm sure you could have found something else. Like, what kept you motivated uh, every day? Well, that may have, see that's reality too. I mean, I know my skill set. Okay, I know my skill set, and um, my skill set is not really was not conducive to a lot of what's at what was available out there too, and so. You know, when you have a young daughter at the time, she's in elementary school. I mean, that's motivation as well to try Definitely. to make it work. Uh, you're married at the time and you got bills to pay. You're going to but not I mean, we all have those. I mean, we all have those type of situations and they're even more so today. But that again, that does not mean everyone's cut for it. Mm -hmm. It's just that simple, man. It's not everybody's cut for it. I know somebody right now who's on three or four apps. And she tells me, man, I don't see how you do it. I'm out there and I just don't see how you do it. Yeah. Okay. And, and and I don't think that that's bragging or anything like that. Not everybody can make it work day in and day out. And even then, I wonder how in the hell I do it day in and day out. When I go out there, I don't know if I'm going to make $50 or my usual $200 plus a day when I work, you know, a full day. I don't right. know, but somehow it works. Right. I think your daughter said why right there, if Hannibal brings oh, it the up. Oh, the last one? The last one, yeah. Yeah, uh, the thing about a hustle mentality, it goes into everything you do. It's not always about money. It's how hard you're willing to work to be the best at what you do. Um, definitely. There, there, I, mean, I think, I think you, branding, you identity, <laughs> branding, identity, legacy, she just addressed all of those in that. And that's all. I mean, everything you do these days defines you. Yeah. And just, you know, I talked about this with Steve and, you know, especially on his roundtable of the idea of taking pride of what you do, what are you doing when you are even delivering chicken nuggets to someone that you take pride. So you're not you don't have an attitude or you're not you're not you're not giving them, you know, you're giving them as best customer service as possible. Even if they're maybe not, give, maybe they made a mistake somehow. You're not reacting in an emotional way, which I've I've been seeing a lot of that late, lately of people reacting emotionally to things not going the way they wanted to go. But that's not how life works. Things are not going to go perfectly, hundred percent. Right. Uh, you know, you may walk into a restaurant and you may have an attitude. They may have an attitude. It's you know, it's not personal. Obviously, they don't know you. You you can't carry that those negative issues with throughout the day. And I think that's why a lot of people are becoming more and more frustrating. Of course, it's a, it's a drag sometimes, but I just feel like a lot of people are, are, 
are not taking it in stride, if that makes any sense. I don't know. I don't know if you can. I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll tell on myself today. All right. The first uh, DoorDash order that I accepted, it was it was a true catering order. And um, I'm thinking, well, if this is the right type of place, if this if I'm going to the right type of place, this is going to pay. But then I realized it's not going to go to that type of place. It's going to a beauty school, an mm. esthetology school. And I'm like, they don't tip. I was pissed off, man. Now, the order did pay $33, but it could have paid more if it had gone to another type of business, okay? And so I, I got all my ranting and cursing out the way before I went in the door. So when I went inside, it was like, okay, I'm here for, I'm here with your catering order. And, but I think it's the way you go about doing things. As, as with anything, you can go in and act like a bitch out of hell and, um, and like what we see on a lot of videos and make it make life bad for yourself or you can deal with it but also deal with it in a way where you figure out how you can make something better for yourself yeah that uh, and and it's, it's, uh, how, it's all it's it's yeah. all about how you carry yourself and how you present yourself to others i mean those now, some of those bad interactions we see could have mm -hmm. been counteracted mo very likely just by a different approach Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if it's because I'm, you know, and I'm a I'm in a geezer stage in life that I'm thinking things different, though. But at the uh, then again, I don't think so, man. I just um, I mean, I don't I don't hide my emotions that well. I mean, a person a person can tell if I'm really pissed off with them. Right. Um, but again, I think it's still how you do it. But doesn't this, I mean. Are you to a point where you're just getting mad at no reason or are they giving you a good reason to be mad? <laughs> I mean, there's a difference. Well, you know what? Professionalism is professionalism. I get it. Yeah. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, the, I guess what the question is, is it something that would end up, I would end up acting out face to face with the customer? And the question is no. And the answer right. is no. Okay. Now here's a good thing about what the Instacart app. When you know that you're dealing with an asshole customer, you can block them. Yeah. So I can't wait until I get to the point where I'm where I'm you know confirming out of the of that of that particular batch, and then I can put in there uh, block this customer. That's my satisfaction. Yeah, control right. You're not dealing with the same person again. I, right. That's because that's how usually you have a business and you have a client or a customer that was just terrible or they were just not reasonable. You don't have to deal with them anymore. So that just stays in my mind. Like if I have a client with a terrible dog, that's mo that's how I make most of my money. I'm like, all right, I'll take care of this dog. I'll never see this dog or this person again. Like I'll just, just got to get to that point. And, you know, it, it, I don't necessarily harbor resentment. But yeah, at the time, yeah, you're very annoyed. And that's why it's good mm -hmm. to have a, it's good to kind of air it out either with a friend or a significant other where you kind of just kind of like ran if you want, but you're not taking it too directly to your client because that could, right. That client could ruin, you know, tell everyone around how, how terrible this experience was so it can limit potential opportunities. So that's why I do. I kind of just let it out either my friends or my, my wife, not to the to the situation at hand that's creating my, my business. Like, I don't want to ruin my business. Right. Well, here's something that a guy shared with me um, back in 2016, which which was the reason in part why I ended up getting my own agency, my own insurance agency. He says, you know, I think, man, um, if I were you, I'd, I'd start my own agency. And here's the thing. 
you can fire your own customers. You can fire your customers, and yeah. you or and that's that's all I need to hear. <laughs> and um, I have rid myself of a lot of headaches um, by not dealing with customers at certain renewals, or if they come to me with quotes, and then I hear their situation, and I'm like, this is going to be a bad situation. I I don't follow through with a quote, or I tell them, look, I think that I'm not the place that you need to go to. You need to go somewhere. You need to go. This, this is not a good fit. <laughs> He's like, this is just not a good fit. Yeah. Um, I have one more question for you guys. Uh, you and uh, Gig Geezer and Steve, you guys are fathers. You guys have been fathers longer than I have. I have a nine-year-old son. <laughs> and I see that you clearly, uh, Gig Geezer, you've been doing the right thing because uh, she's spending a lot of facts and some really good advice in the chat. Mm-hmm. The idea of independent contractor work. And I think, I, I don't mm-hmm. know, think, Steve, we may have had this conversation before. Would you encourage your kid to go straight to that gig economy or should they learn the way you guys learned it? You had a W-2, you may have had the salary, you had a little bit of everything to settle on what you guys are selling on to now, right now. But what do you do in terms of that? Or you kind of just let your child kind of do what they do their thing. Like what if, yeah. you ha- if they ask you, hey, dad, what, what should I do? Should I try to do the independent contractor work? Should I do my own thing or should I go with this company? They may be having the benefits or they may go where I need to go. Like, what, what, what I, I, kind of advice would you give them? Well, in my case with my daughter, she's seen me on both sides of the spectrum as a W-2 and as an independent contractor. OK, she's come with me on insurance appointments when she was in grade school. Um, mm. I've tried to talk her, talk her into getting her license and all that. And, and I would help set her up with a book of business and all that. She doesn't want that. So. The main thing is that you just want to be as a parent, you just want to be as supportive and encouraging as possible with your child, whatever direction they want to go. In my daughter's case, um, I think, well, she talks of wanting to be a college um, instructor. That's what she's worked. Well, she's working towards her doctorate. But at the same time, she's talked of she wants to get paid for what she knows. And that means being an independent contractor. So Mm -hmm. whatever this whatever way she wants to go. I'm encouraging. I'm I'm her biggest fan, literally. Of course, she says that I'll be on her payroll by then. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. But, uh, yeah. So Hannibal, I think you know what my son did. So obviously, I would have encouraged him to, uh, you know, getting in, checking out the W two is great. I do think the W two is broken. I do think it's broken to a level that it won't ever be restored, except for for some for some professions i don't think the w like we already we were talking about this recently hannibal that people don't go into i'm originally from michigan people don't go into uh general motors and start their career and end their career there anymore doesn't you go to five different w2s you're being i mean you're 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 moving cities all kinds of things if you really are dedicated to the w2 model yeah but you know my son it was looking like like the rest of his friends he would probably get a fast food job that would be his first job but instead he went out and seeked out something different and he got a job as a lifeguard at a rec center right and makes way better money yeah i'm sure in a better environment and he's got some training on on all that stuff which is some of the same stuff i'm going to be doing search and rescue and stuff it's kind of cool you know maybe no it's something i didn't even think of but he did it. And and like Geezer said, whatever he does, I, I, I just told him this this weekend when we were up snowboarding, you know, whatever he does, I, I support him. 
I'm that's just or whatever he does, man. Yeah, that's just don't do something stupid. <laughs> yeah. You still got love well, too. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's something I've, that I've shared with my daughter. Um, as I've told her that her, me and her mother, we've invested much into her, and at some point, you've got to have expectations for yourself. And well, I think she's 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 on her way. Definitely, definitely. Right. So um, she, so she, you're impressed by her. I'm impressed by my son. I'm not. I'm not. I guess I'm not as concerned as maybe some parents might want to be. So I'm not really in a position where I, I'm that worried about. You worried about, yeah, because you if you you raise them right and you you provide them with enough support that you tr- you can trust that they're going to make the right decisions. Right. Yeah, and, I, st- and, and I still worry. Showed me, you know, but he's even showed me. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to still worry that your kids, man. You never mm-hmm. stop worrying. <laughs> Yes, but that's what's up. You know, I appreciate that, guys. Um, I I, I thought it was gonna end it, but there's one question. Um, my good my good friend over here, uh, Ride with Anthony. Check out his channel. Um, you know, Steve is fully aware of this. What they're going to be doing? They're going to, you know, possibly going to probably have um app. They're going to have hourly wages here in New York City. And I I did answer him in the chat, but I, I wanted you guys your thoughts as well. I think Stephen, we probably have the same thoughts that it's not. A positive thing necessarily because they will it's a limit to the earnings it's a where like the, floor meets ceiling yeah, yeah. it just takes so, a few minutes to get there but at, with new york city even already tried this with rideshare yeah. didn't work and they made it look great they were like 27 82 an hour with all your expenses and all this but really what it was coming out to is they were making like 16 17 bucks so the people who drove at the hardest toughest hours in new york and made 50 to 70 plus an hour that wasn't even a thing they could do anymore because now you now you had to supplement the people who could only make seven or eight because they weren't hustling and that's where it becomes floor and ceiling because you gotta it's it's kind of i mean i don't want to be a jerk but it's kind of socialism-ish well the two things that came to mind with me was that um okay so now you're leveling this playing field you're you're really you're leveling this playing field in terms of pay, but you're also bringing, you're also opening the door for just any type of person to come along. And now you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, uh, I mean, we always talk about how some folk are just there to occupy time and space. And that's, that seems, I don't want to sound like I'm some, some um, apologist for Uber and Lyft though, but I think that would be contrary to what they really would want because then they're opening door for just anybody. Right. Which even seems more to be so their than their onboarding now. process, though we need everybody. The, so yeah, I mean care. that's how for for the apps to it still doesn't. I'm still trying to figure out how they're going to become profitable. But they, they figured out all right. If we need to have as much drivers out there to collect as much orders as possible, step two, and then three is profit. Somehow that's all going to come through, and it just hasn't worked yet. Um, but the idea, yeah, they, the people want. Um, there's a lot of uh, people out there, especially in the food delivery in New York City. They're not, you know, they, they want to get paid more money. I think that it's going to go in that way with oh, hourly pay. We'll see how it goes. I, I just think, yeah, I think there's a lot of people who are going to be disappointed. Or if you're thinking that it's going to just change and everyone's going to make a lot of money, I don't think that's going to happen. But we'll see. Well, I, we'll I, see. that's that's the other thought. I mean, I mean, really, you're bringing you're bringing up these folk who. This is where, again, this is where maybe somebody should have just gotten a W-2. I mean, they're just, it's just not for everybody. This is not for everybody. And yeah. as with other other professions or gigs, 
not everything, you know, this is just not for everybody. There's some, there's certain intangibles that you just, you got to have them or you don't have them. Right. Or there's certain intangibles you just have to have that burning desire to develop or it's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to be given to you. Unless, no. I mean, the way the way the, a lot of these regulations are happening, it's it, they're going to get something that you didn't, you thought you wanted, and then you will miss the time where you, you know, like, man, it been it was it was a much better experience two, three years ago compared to now. Like, you know, like sometimes we think we're in a bad, like, the, you know, that grass is greener on the side, may not, you know. So I think that's what we'll probably see, but we, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens in New York City. I mean, that's... you know what I would say there too, though, is, is look, man, when rideshare started, people were proud of their cars. People went out and got brand new Escalades and things because it was worth yeah. it too. Mm-hmm. In the very beginning, it was very worth yeah. it to have the XL. And they, but they even get they had bought water and yeah, candy I, I was, and chips yeah. and I mean, I used to write stuff. that off on my taxes, and I don't do sketchy things on taxes. But mm-hmm. I used to write that off because I was buying a case of water every two days. Because even just a local person going here to there was getting an offer at least from me for it. But the mm-hmm. money was so much better. So, I mean, then you can see it. Now people don't care about the cars so much. You know, if they're driving, yeah. if you drive an Uber X, most likely you're not driving a nice car. You know, um, it's funny. It's funny you would just say that's It's funny you would say that. I remember seeing um, a guy. Um, in fact, but there are probably other pictures of this, but I remember distinctly there was a guy in an old Chevy Cavalier with his uh, trunk bungee cord shut. Oh no! Yeah. Now he shouldn't be. He shouldn't even be out there with that vehicle. But no. he was out there with that vehicle. And then I saw other folk who look like they've been in a figure eight derby. <laughs> yep. Or gym rides. clothes and they're living out of the car. Or uh, yeah, yeah. That I mean, type it's of just stuff. that's not the ride share that I started with. When I started, mm-hmm. not just me in my car, but any car I got in was just immaculate. Right. People were clean. It was almost like people were going to um detail their car every day, but they were doing it. Right. Well, I did that every single day. Yeah. I mean, I went, I had I didn't vacuum it out. I actually got me a hand brush and hand brushed my my interior. Um, now, washing the interior, that's a different story. But I would, um, at least the wheels, because I had the alloy wheels, I would clean those um, every so many days. Um, that was a daily thing. That was a daily practice that I did, in addition to going put money in the tank. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so when someone said that my vehicle smelled like dogs and all, I was, I was bent out of shape because I knew that that was somebody trying to beat beat their way through because I know what I did with my vehicle every single day. In yeah. fact, I had, I had, um, uh, disinfectant yep. that I would spray oh, after I had osium in the car and mm-hmm. just to kill any smell. But I say that too, Hannibal, because here's my last, here's my last comment on it. So if now you got these crappier cars and they're not necessarily bad, but they're trying to figure all this out. They've DoorDash has this hourly model out this that the other we know about some of the legislation coming down and it's i honestly think you know why at this time why would if they can figure out the magic number in a city and it's nine bucks let's say per hour even if it's not a per hour pay but it's just nine bucks let's say they're going to use that average they're not going to pay some drivers who are really good 40 anymore they'd rather just everybody be at that marginal yeah. line that's why i answered it um anthony i was like it just it's going to create a ceiling of earnings yeah. it's and mm-hmm. and you know anthony he does his thing so if he was expect you know he's making he was making a certain amount that was more 
you're going you're you're back down here and like i said the people who probably shouldn't even be on a platform at all barely make any money they just they're not just they're not built for it now all of a sudden they are up where anthony is and i think that's the problem now you asked me initially about the cargo van um one of the things that i noticed at least for me i see where there's kind of a ceiling for me i remember some guy mentioning this on another channel that there's a ceiling i think i'm at my ceiling mm -hmm. i mean i'll share that i have made each of the last three calendar years at least seventy-five thousand. okay just on gig delivery work yeah. i think my that's that's where i'm at it's going to be somewhere between in that 70 to 80 range okay the only way i'm going to get beyond that i have to do i'm gonna have to do something else this is where the cargo van comes in to get right. me to that next place because yeah. it's only you 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 you're the only person right the same hours in the day is like you can't there's not two of you so like mm -hmm. there is like you said the limit is based on just you know, you being there and doing the, the hours that you have, like, so you, like you said, you have to find other ways to upgrade. And I think with right. the cargo van, um, you definitely done so. And we definitely want to keep, uh, keep in touch. Obviously I want to, you know, okay. obviously check out your, your videos in the future to see how you're progressing with the cargo van. Um, okay. really appreciate this conversation. I actually learned a lot, you know, that's why it's always okay. good to bring the elders in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be 39 this year. I, I think Dude, I, I'm old it, enough uh, to be your father. Okay? <laughs> Fair enough. But I really appreciate <laughs> I'm you. Now, I don't know about Steve, though, but I'll put it like this. Let me let me put this in perspective. You can look up his age. You can look up if, you can look up his age, and I'll give you a good idea where I'm at, okay? Yeah. I went to junior high with Daryl Strawberry. Wow. Mets yeah, um, outfielder, Yankees outfielder. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Mets. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Yeah, Daryl Strawberry. Um, um, if you're in the jazz, David Koss, he was my high school classmate. Yeah. If you're familiar with the actress, Lisa Kudrow, she was a year behind me. Yeah. Definitely uh, remember that. Yeah. Listen, yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with that, bro. <laughs> I, I, I hit, I, I'm, I just crossed over the halfway mark to 100 this year. So, oh shit, man, that's that's a while back for me. <laughs> that's a while uh, back. I older, wish I was there it's some still days. Older than a lot of these guys, though. Yeah, but you guys have a lot to definitely a lot of wisdom to throw out there because you know we need it, especially in this uh, gig economy stuff. So. Um, Gig Geezer, you're always welcome to come through. I uh, really Thanks, enjoyed uh, talking to you. And Steve, as always, you know, always yeah. fun talking with you, Steve. Uh, we'll be talking on Thursday yeah, uh, at the sure. roundtable. And uh, we have a special... <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know if you know too much about the AI situation. Uh, yeah, oh, we have I've, a talked special... to, I've talked about that too. Yeah. yeah, artificial intelligence and machine learning. Yeah, Yeah. so hopefully you have a time to check out the live stream on Thursday, Gig Geezer. We have us... The AI wrote a very special suspense movie involving Steve and Gary Middleton from GaryZapps.com. It's it's ridiculous. Um, and then I'm sure we're <laughs> going to be talking about gig news and stuff, right, Steve? Yeah, and actually, I can't say anything, but we have a big uh, last-minute giveaway from a company we all know that we're just allowed to give away on Thursday night. Nice, so nice. It's going to be fun. I, can, I said, can I at least plug it? And they said, no. So <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but well, you got to be, you gotta can, be uh, there to, it, to hear yeah. it. It's gonna, it's gonna be cool, guys. So awesome, awesome. It's always cool, but you know, this will cooler. Be, this is an extra thing. Oh, and Tremaine's channel. Oh yeah, go yeah, go real quick before we uh, head out, you guys. Yeah. If you don't know Tremaine Hayho, he's been, uh, he's been hustling his butt off to build a movie studio. He's had four videos, uh, or he's had uh, three movie video. He's had three movies actually go all the way through to succession. See them their ways into prime or whatever yeah. indies he's got four movies publishing this year 
So go check that's, out that's, Hey Ho Studios. That is amazing. That, I mean, and, it, and, it's, and it's done because Simp is done. It's just in post-production. So that yeah. one will be out anytime. Um, Joe, Dark Road Run, is doing, and that you spoke of at AI, is yeah. Tremaine had a movie written called By AI, where he just said, here's what I want written. The movie was written, the characters were written, and it was it's called Galactic Love. That will be made by Dark Road Run and Tremaine. And then he has two other movies, a documentary on laundry, which reminded me of Hamper and Launder, because it's like laundry for the homeless, though, okay. and how this is done. It's kind of like his cat down story type thing. Nice, nice. And nice. then he's got one other one, too. So four movies in a year that will launch this year. And yeah. he's he's a struggling studio, so... Yeah, so Go definitely check out like cha- um, channel a Hey Hill Studios is a channel name, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey I'll put Studios. I'll put the link in the description so you guys could check it out. He's a friend of all of our channels. Uh, he checks out a lot of our content, supports him, uh, support our content. Cool guy. I know he's doing a thirty day straight live. I told yeah. you, I, I seen him done it before. Where I saw him sleep. Like I don't yep. know if he's showing himself sleeping like he did last time. So that's and, pretty cool. Yeah, actually, and, I said I said to him, I said, man, maybe take the uh, sleep parts out. And he said, he goes, the sleep parts of the stream do really well. <laughs> I was like, what? I think because they come in and they're like you're sleeping, and then someone else comes in and they start talking. I think that's probably why it works. Uh, but yeah, definitely check out his uh, stuff and support him. I know he has Indiegogo uh, out there. You know, you could you can donate and put in some um, and amount of, amount of money you can put in. The more perks you get, it's kind of like a Kickstarter, but it's for movies, right? That's what yeah. But he loved what you, like the amounts too on this yeah. one, as opposed to last time. So like, what you you can just pitch in something like whatever you pitch in is going to get you some perks, and they're pretty good. Some are pretty awesome. I mean, I mean, and it's just to really the, get going, yeah. you know. And yeah, like I think, you actually, you know, yeah, I think it's cool. I think yeah. it's cool. I mean, I don't know any movie guys, so it, you know, he's the movie guy that I know. Yeah. Um, but and he made rideshare too, guys. If you haven't seen it. Cat Town Definitely. Story won a bunch of awards. We haven't seen Rideshare. He wrote something about our whether you do delivery only. He wrote something yeah. about the gig apps as a movie. Nice, nice. So yeah. I agree agree with Gig Giggity. Hit the like on the way out. Appreciate you guys. And uh, you guys will probably see me on Thursday with the Rideshare Rodeo Roundtable. Thank you for coming through. Really enjoyed the conversation. Again, check out uh, Gig Geezer's uh, uh, YouTube channel. A lot of great information on that channel. And on that note, we'll see you guys later. Have a good night. Peace. <laughs>